be ready to keep trying and keep reformulating. I mean, even though Master Yoda says there is no try, only do, uh, it's going to feel like a lot of trying for a while, unless you're like extremely lucky and or skilled or have like, if you're, if you're not coming at this already from having the full skill sets and the full finances, finances and the full social relations, that's just going to guarantee your success no matter what. If you come from any kind of background where you have to struggle to make things happen, um, namely due to finance, <laughs> um, then be ready to just keep hanging in there and keep feeling your dream and just trusting that. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a CEO um, and founder of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. Now, today we have another great couple of guests on the podcast, um, and primarily I'll introduce Cody, and then Cody can introduce uh, both of or both of you as you, you wind it in. Uh, but as a quick background, so Cody um, and is a, a Les, Lestel, is that how Lestel. I pronounce it? Lestel. Lestel. Right. It's Italian for the stars. <laughs> All right. Clo- I was close. Um but anyway, so Cody uh, grew up in a, a bit of a, I guess, a difficult home, um, had to or had some adjustments as things were going by um, and, and really found that through the kind of the experience of games or games and yoga that he was able to work through some of those experience or work some of those uh, difficult upbringing and uh, be able to figure out what he or how to cope with that, so to speak. Um, so then he took a year off after graduating high school, um, got a job, I think, working for Nintendo, assembling some uh, assembling some of their products, and then went to community college after the year off um, for a, a period of time. Um, most people chose their own major, and uh, Cody, I think, decided to do comparative literature or comparative history of ideas, unless he, uh, cr- he, he can correct me where I'm wrong. Um, and then uh, after he graduated, um, did or thought about doing some grad school, um, but was on medical leave. And then uh, after after all of that, brings him up to where he's doing today of deciding how he wants to uh, make an income and what they're working on today. So with that much as an introduction, welcome onto the podcast. Thank you, Devin. Happy to be here. And uh, Thomas Harper is my colleague that we'll get into as we kind of get through my journey at a cer- certain point. We form a business together um, and a partnership in that. So I'll, I'll share a little bit more about his background when we get there. So, well, fair um, enough. That sounds perfect. Well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying thanks. And I'm, yeah. All right. Well, maybe then with that, let's dive into a bit. So, yeah. So, why don't we start out with your journey, Cody? And then, as, as Thomas's journey interweaves with yours, we can certainly hear a little bit about how he came aboard. But uh, why don't we start back to back in history to kind of the, the upbringing and kind of how you found that uh, games and yoga kind of uh, uh, was a, co- or a met- mechanism to deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's interesting. I didn't actually start linking the two together until very recently, the past maybe three three years or so. Um, but along the journey, um, video games and Dungeons and Dragons 
namely like uh, Mario Bros, uh, all the original hit Nintendo games, all the SNES games, Super Nintendo, PlayStation. That was always my, like my retreat, my escape from a lot of, a lot of drugs and, and addiction and alcohol mm. in the household where I grew up. So um, I either had video games or school Mm. uh to kind of escape to and retreat to um and it was in high school um my father shot himself due to uh heroin and alcohol addiction mainly Mm. and i was fortunate enough to have access to a yoga class in my high school Mm. it was actually yoga lattes so they combine yoga and Pilates. Um, and it was mainly the, the PE teacher was really originally an old school traditional PE teacher, but she wanted to try something new and introduce. Um, she had picked up the yoga practice. And so she wanted to start sharing it at the high school and eventually got this class approved. Mm. And I was the first part of the first cohort of this yoga class at Edmund Goodway High School. Uh, with Miss Holland. And that class, just that process of being acquainted with the practice of yoga Hmm. got me through so much in high school uh, that I, I think if it was not for that practice, um, I think I would either be not alive today or in uh, much worse shape for sure. And Hmm. Um, at the same time, uh, I was also, you know, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons, like pencil and paper role-playing games with dice and uh, pencils and papers around the, the table. Um, actually, we would skip recess to go to the library to play D&D as soon as I was in uh, first or second grade. I started skipping recess to go play Dungeons and Dragons because... It was just the level at which you can just be in your own uh, land of make-believe, the lands of your imagination, and create that with Mm -hmm. other people just through our words and sharing stories was just such a powerful experience for me uh, that I was immediately drawn to that. And I actually, as soon as second grade, created my own started creating my own pencil and paper role-playing games. Like I made a version of Grand Theft Auto that you could play with dice and pencils and paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of just carrying those two things on through, um, you know, introduced to that kind of gaming and then all kinds of video games growing up. And then uh, yoga, by the time I was in high school, um, I kind of like totally ditched video games um, and Dungeons and Dragons too, and any kind of role playing, anything that I felt wasn't serious. Um, when I was, when I did my undergrad through Comparative History of Ideas, mm. um, I focused a lot on like community organizing and social movements, and started getting acquainted with a lot of critical history uh, stuff, and that kind of just made me not want to waste time anymore with games. I wanted to be real serious and be real grounded in this world, 
Mm. And I kind of interpreted it like uh, the story that I had growing up was that like the world had already been conquered and there was like, we were living in the utopia. It had already been achieved as the American dream. And so there was no, nothing like exciting for me to do, no more exciting quests or anything. And all mm. of the jobs that were kind of advertised through my schooling um, were just seemed really boring to me. So I just always wanted to escape into another reality and mm. create something else in a land of fantasy. But then once I started learning more about uh, a lot of the real world problems um, uh, and how my own struggles growing up were connected to all different kinds of struggles of people all around the world. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of made me think, okay, I need to stop escaping into a fantasy land and do something uh, socially useful and relevant. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was kind of after several years of uh, being really involved in, in local social movements, local and global movements, I I kind of just came to a point of feeling really stuck and like it wasn't really useful. Like I was kind of wasting a lot of energy and effort. Um, mm. Other than like it was useful in that I was learning um, and teaching and growing with all kinds of people along the way, but I wasn't getting the kinds of results mm. of transforming the world that I wanted to see. And so then eventually kind of arrived at this point where I'm now fully two feet uh, back in the uh, world of gaming and another two feet <laughs> planted in the world of yoga. And I don't know how many feet I have at this point um, <laughs> or how many arms. I think it's just two and two, but somehow I, if I'm moving fast enough, there can be two in all these places at once. And um so That's, one question, oh, yeah, so yeah. maybe just diving into that. So under high school, you, you know, you kind of found your escape and then you're graduating from high school. You're saying, okay, took a job for Nintendo for a period of time and then decide you wanted to have a bit more of impact or get a bit more serious and doing things. And I think you mentioned that, you know, you went to community college for, um, for a period of time and then you decided, hey, this was you weren't, weren't or focusing to the level you wanted and didn't, you know, weren't uh, as, as focused on the major in that as you'd wanted. So you made some adjustments and changes, and then you're trying to, you know, decide how to find that path to make that impact or to make those adjustments or, you know, to make the, the impact that you're looking for. So maybe then with that, I think if you're, you're in between or you're on medical leave right now between schooling before you go back and uh, maybe dive into a little bit of what you're working on today or kind of what, what is, what's the plan as you're looking to try and make that impact and grow something or build something. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And um, uh, for clarification on the schooling tip, I did, I finished a two-year AA degree at mm. Edmonds Community College. I transferred to a four-year at UW. That's that Comparative History of Ideas mm. program. Um, actually, it used to be a program. Now it's a full-fledged department. They just became a department two years mm. ago. Um, then I took another year off after finishing my undergrad um, and was mainly traveling. But then that evolved into this whole um, autonomous master's degree through the University of the Earth in Oaxaca. I was mm. primarily studying plant medicine 
addiction and alternatives to education. Mm. I've always been very interested in uh, creating alternative uh, or preferred spaces and preferred modes of learning uh, mm. that are able to function independent of the education system. Um, and eventually I went back after doing the work through University of the Earth in Oaxaca 2016, I started my PhD in future studies and indigenous politics through the political science department at University of Hawaii at Manoa. I added mm -hmm. a concurrent master's. Like some reason, I just wanted to keep adding education even though I've like declared a long time ago that I wanna focus elsewhere. And it's kind of been this, this struggle going back and forth of like wanting to have a space that is the type of education and the form and feel of education that I want um that's mm. as intense and that you can dump as much time and effort and energy and attention to as people do in a phd program but that doesn't come with all the bad sides of it that i really don't like that i won't spend too much time talking about now so now so now with with all of that in mind so now maybe links in so how did thomas get involved how did you guys can connect it up and then what did you guys kind of partner up with to start working on yeah, so we, we ended up linking up. Um, so I we've known each other for, God, since I was probably, I mean, you probably know me since I was a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, since I can remember, this guy's been around. <laughs> and um, we, so I started medical leave initially um, uh, August, well, October 2019. <laughs> Um, and then I was teaching full-time for Seattle public schools and then, uh, which I've been doing for several years as a substitute teacher and then COVID hit. So during the pandemic, um, I was on, uh, standby as a teacher when they closed the schools last year. Um, and mm. we're roommates who live in the same house. Um, and he'd introduced me to half ball before but kind of once we had enough all this downtime this whole uh eruption or convergence or i don't know what you want to call it the convergence of the virus <laughs> the convergence of the virus helped hatch the whole uh world halfball league where yeah, we're um you know really able to we had enough free time and leisure to focus on what actually just the dream and making it happen um so i don't know you want to share a bit about half ball and yeah. i mean he introduced me to the sport when i was like a little kid but i didn't really play it until like this last year we started playing a bunch and yeah uh originally from philadelphia born and raised mm. and uh been in seattle since 76 i've uh Worked for the airlines. I worked in Hawaii for a year for Windjammer Cruises. I've also been in the restaurant biz most of my life, doing catering. And uh, yeah, grew up playing this game of half ball in Philly. Mm. Decided to make it a business. 
turn it into a business. So now, so so now you, so how did you guys, did you, you decide to make it a business, Thomas, and then got with Cody, or how did you guys kind of say, hey, well, this is a, a fun sport, it's something that we want to grow and introduce to more of the, the you know, the country or the world. How did you guys kind of connect up and decide that's where you wanted to kind of put your passion or put your time and effort? Pretty much it, yeah. And uh, I got the vision of uh, being a world sport. Yeah, and he's been holding on to this for for a minute, um, and uh, a long minute that is. And um, I I've been running Agile, that's the Academy for Gameful and Immersive Learning Experiences, for about four years now, um, and that's been mainly functioning as a website and the the actual programs and teaching uh, after school programs, summer summer programs that I've been running. Uh, learning and teaching through video games, usually Minecraft, but also creating our own video games with all a whole range of tools, right? And then it wasn't until March, um, March 2019 that I officially established Listel Group LLC, um, which is the umbrella focus, kind of that holds, that holds space for all these different visions um, and some of them get acted on one at a time and they start growing like this. And I, it primarily what Listel Group LLC is, is a talent relations agency. So like how I told you, mm -hmm. Listel means the stars. Well, we see ourselves mm -hmm. as being among an extremely abundant uh, pool of human talent, of stars. And Listel Group is in the business of making new constellations. So the timing just happened to be right that when Cosmo was sharing this vision of half ball being a world sport with me. I also happen to have just started a business who that's in the business of linking people together and making dreams come true. Right. So um, I said, I'll take mm. you on as my first client on contingency. Uh, you don't have to pay me anything. I will just mm -hmm. be using all my skill sets and relations and everything's to help make this happen and partner with you uh, on this. So now, we're to the point where I'm the CFO uh, and treasurer and secretary, uh, own 29% of the stock, 2.9 million shares. We registered a Delaware C Corp. Um, I paid $29 for those shares. Um, and he's the CEO and president uh, with 5.1 million shares and control over the remainder. So, um, and this is like, we're learning as we go along, right? And I I learned how to do that process even from somebody who just told me along the way, as I was working on one of my other businesses and visions years ago, they said, oh, what you need to do is use clerky.com and go register this way. And now we have a C corporation that I'd like to talk to you later about. Well, cool, that's certainly, <laughs> that's certainly an exciting, exciting journey and a fun one to hear. So. Now, as you guys kind of look to, you know, six to 12 months, kind of where do you see things going? How are you partnering together? How are you going to launch it? And how are you going to it, uh, bring it bring it to people? Good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Or are you still figuring that part out? Oh, yeah. No, there's um, uh, yes and no. I think we have a lot figured out, but since we haven't actually done it before, it's also constantly figuring out what works and what doesn't and readjusting along the way. So 
right now um, we have a Kickstarter that's live uh, that's gonna be up on February 15th at midnight Pacific time is when it closes down and that's running for, that's to cover what we're calling Sacred Tech 2021-2077. That's a year long mm. game-based business incubator that people, we have up to 18 participants or up to 18 teams. It can be individuals or groups that we're walking folks through the process of starting a business using this game-based approach where we, um, I walk people through this whole world building session where you play as a, a part of a divine council of creators, people who are able to create whole planets. We create planets together mm. and then you're actually, the whole focus is alien and indigenous sports and technology. So at the end of this year long, simulation um we have what's called our intergalactic pitch event that's going to be taking place at the hawaii star visitor sanctuary it's a real place on earth mm -hmm. um in uh in puna on um in kalapana on the big island of hawaii Moku Okeave. and mm. at this intergalactic pitch event is where that's actually going to be like the the culmination of the full first year of the half ball season so timed with the equinoxes and the solstices we have different peaks of our first year of the half ball season as a worldwide sport um you know we've connected with the the president of of uw university of washington um because i connected with her a lot when i was an undergrad there and we've been sharing with her our vision for the sport she wants us to bring it to campus and share it with folks in the spring. She says folks are going to be getting back together mm -hmm. and playing. Uh, there's a, there's some co-motion like business incubator there for folks in the UW community and I'm an alumni. So we're connecting with resources there in terms of collaborations as we do this incubator. But really mm -hmm. this, this idea of sacred tech, so it's called sacred tech. 2021 2077 right and it's a 56 year simulation because are you familiar with cyberpunk 2077 well, maybe maybe just we're running a bit towards the end of the podcast so well, what we'll have to do is probably wrap up and maybe we could get into that more but uh, yeah. you know kind of what we we're talking about is you know you have a few of the different projects you're going on it sounds like there's some an exciting journey yet ahead and there's some opportunities as the campuses open back up as you guys yeah. are looking to expand and as you're engaging the audience but maybe you know as we run out of time but before we do i always have two questions that i ask at the end of each podcast um so maybe we'll jump to those now sure. so the first question i always ask is Along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? It's got to be those Apple watches, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, useful. Um, you'll have to fill me in on the inside joke a bit on that one. We just, <laughs> uh, we start, we opened up a new communications line through a company that will not be named with a product that will not be named that's a little wearable device and um uh they feel like dangerous and harmful to physically, my body physically. physically and uh you know we wanted to kind of try this new 
like wearable sports um, technology because it really seemed in our realm and uh, yeah, just not a good investment. Right. Um, Fair enough. Might have been looking for a juicier response than that, but that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> yeah. This is Apple Watch. All right. Fair enough. Well, maybe then, and then with that, let's jump to the second question, which is along, or, you know, if you're now talking to someone that's getting into, a, uh, just getting into a startup or small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Be ready to keep trying and keep reformulating. I mean, even though Master Yoda says there is no try, only do. Uh, it's going to feel like a lot of trying for a while unless you're like extremely lucky and or skilled or have like if you're if you're not coming at this already from having the full skill sets and the full finances and the full social relations that's just going to guarantee your success no matter what <laughs> if you come from any kind of background where you have to struggle to make things happen um namely due to finance, <laughs> um, then be ready to just keep hanging in there and keep feeling your dream and just trusting that you have a good, you have a good product. Yeah, because there's, there's been times where I, I've felt like I'm producing a whole the new worlds, literally, uh, that I put all of my effort and energy and vision into, and I don't feel it reciprocated at all. And I just wanted to give up. And now I'm to the point where I actually can see that I'm cresting that horizon, right? Cresting that hill and seeing the, the a whole new horizon beyond what I was seeing before. And I can actually look back and see all that I've built along the way. And I'm sharing workshops with other people that are wanting to know this knowledge and all of a sudden things that I felt like were failures um, were not mm. at all, uh, or they weren't just failures. Maybe they were failures too, but were more than that. Right. And they have extreme value. No. And I would, I would say kind of the takeaway a little bit of, you know, what you're saying is that as you're getting going along your journey, you're going to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented, but also be ready to, you know, be along for that a bit of that, ride as you're you know having the ups and downs well as we wrap up or with the podcast definitely appreciate both of you guys coming on it's been a fun time it's been a pleasure now for all of you that are listeners that uh, if you ever have your journey own journey to tell and you'd like to share a bit about your journey feel free to go to inventiveguest.com apply to be on the podcast and if uh, also if you're a listener make sure to subscribe and uh, leave us a review as well so that we can uh, make sure that uh, everybody uh, finds out about the podcast. And last but not least, um, if you ever need help with patents or trademarks, feel free to go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time with us to chat. Well, Cody, Thomas, thank you again for coming on. It's been a pleasure and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> Thanks it. Thanks so much, Devin. Aloha. Aloha.